Today's daf is Bavakama daf Samach Aleph, and we have 13 lines from the bottom of daf Samach Amidbez, Vayisave David, Vayoyim. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael, Hanesunah Batzara Vashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schos for Shalema for Yosef Ben Peso. So we're in the middle of a digression, a welcomed digression, some divrei agada tucked away here in Paraka Koinis and Mesechtis Babakama. So there's not a lot of Agadata in Mesechtis Babakama. Some of it is right here on Dafsamach, and it's going to continue on to Dafsamach Aleph. Now, the first part of today's Daf is going to revolve around a parsha that's mentioned in Nach. Not just once, twice. The first time it's mentioned is in Sefer Shmuel Bey's Perek Chav Gimel. The second time it's mentioned is in Sefer Divrei Hayomim Aleph, Perek Yud Aleph. The context in the Pshuta Yishal Mikra is the Psukim are talking about the warriors, the Giboyrei Chayel of David Amelch. And the Pasuk says as follows. The Acharov, after the previous mentioned Gibar, Shama ben Oge Harari, came this Gibar, this warrior, this officer whose name was Shama ben Oge Harari. The Pasuk says, Vayi asfu plishtim lachaya, fatihi sham chelkas hasada, meleya adashim, v'ha'am nas mipnei plishtim. Which in English means that the Oilam, meaning the Yidin, they had a field that was filled with adashim. It was filled with lentils. And the plishtim had come, and they ganged up on them, and they wanted to bully them into taking away their adashim. And because it is, the Oilam was afraid, and they ran away. Incidentally, as we're going to see in the Gemara, in Divrei Hayamim, there's one detail that's different, and over there, the field was not Malaya Adashim, it wasn't filled with lentils, but rather it was Malaya Sa'ir. It was filled with barley. Regardless, the Pasuk says that this Gibar came, he walked to the middle of this field, whether it was lentils or barley, and he saved it, and he took out the plishtim, so apparently this was a very, very important miracle. The passage continues, and it talks about another story that took place right around that time. So three of the 30 officers of David HaMelech descended. They came to David HaMelech, who at the time was in the cave of Adulam. And there was an encampment of Plishtim that were not far from where David HaMelech was. The passage says, The David David was in Metsuda, and the Plishtim were in Beis Lachem. David HaMelech had a type. What was the type of David HaMelech? He wanted water from the bar that was in Beis Lachem. Now the Plishtim were in Beis Lachem at the time, which meant that it was very dangerous to go there to get water. But he had his giboyim. That's what's going on in these psukim. So vayivku shloishas hagiboyim b'machne plishtim. These three giboyim went. They were bykeya into the camp of the plishtim. Vayishavu mayim mibar beislechem hashev hashar, and they brought water. Vayisu vayoviu al David, and they brought it to David Amelach. So they knew that David Amelach had a taiva. 
Dovid Amelech said, Ad Kedekach, Mi Ashkeni Mayim, Mi Bar Beis Lechem Ashebashar. So these three Giboyim, doing what they thought was a very good thing, said, No problem. The king has spoken, and as a result, we are going to fulfill his wishes. And they bring him the water. But the Pasuk says, David Amelech refused to drink the water. And instead, he did a proverbial Nisuch Mayim. He took the water and he poured it Lefnei Hashem. If you look at the Mepharshei Hanach, there seems to be a Machoikis, whether he poured it on the Mizbeach, it was a real Nisuch HaMayim, or he poured it Ki'ilu Lashem, but it wasn't literally Nisuch HaMayim. Regardless, Vayoymer, and David HaMelech explained himself, he said, Cholilo li Hashem me'asoisi zois, Hadam ha'anoshem ha'hocha ben'afshoisam, I'm going to drink water on the blood of these people that went to get the water, meaning they had risked their lives to go get this water. I'm not going to drink that water. What they did was wrong. It's very good. But nobody told you to risk your life to go bring me water. Either way, two parashiyas here in Nach, like all parashiyas in Nach, they're sasum. You have to understand the deeper meaning. But what we're going to see in today's daf is something very, very unique. The Gemara is going to darshan these psokim completely different than the Pshut Mikra. number one. Number two, what the Gemara is going to do, the Gemara is going to take these two stories, which at first glance seem to be completely disparate events, and it's going to merge them and converge them into one. So it's not two things that just took place. Remember, what was the first thing? The Yiddin had a, a big plant of Adashim or Sa'irim, and the Plishtim came, they ganged up on them, they ran away, and then this one Yid, whose name was Shama ben Ogei Harari, he came and he made a Chua G'dayla, he was able to save them. The second story is David HaMelech wants to drink water, Mi Ashkeni Mayim, and these three Gibayim, they go into the camp of the Plishtim, they bring water, David HaMelech says, I'm not going to drink it, he does a Nisuch, Hamayim, and he says, What, I'm going to drink off of the blood of these people that went and risked their lives to bring this word. So it's two stories, but the Gemara is going to turn them into one story. In fact, the drush of the Gemara is going to be so unrelated to the Pshutei Shal Mikra that I'll read to you what the Radak comments right here. So the Radak is one of the Mepharshei Hanach, of course, and he says, quote, It's mamish ha-teimah. They took two stories and somehow wrapped them into one. And they were two completely stories that took place in two geographic areas. The Pasuk says where the first story happened and where the second part story happened. Now to us, it could be all one confusion. But if you know a little bit of the geography, it's no shaykhis. So he says that what Chazal did here is Dvarim Shalteva, and then he brings a little bit what Chazal said, and Lebesayf he writes, Udvarim Interesting. But al Kopanim, we're going to learn now, not the Pshutay Shal Mikra of these Pesukim, but rather we're going to go through a little bit the way Chazal saw it, not just that, as an added bonus, we're going to see what Shaykhis in the world does this have to do with Perek HaKoynes. Says the Gemara, what did Dovin HaMelech want? Meaning, what is the literal definition of what was his Ibaya? what was his Shailah now no one said anything about a Shailah but what the Gemara means to say is that when David HaMelech said it's understood that he didn't stam have a taiva for water but he had a Shailah and and 
And the reason he wants Mayim from Bar Beis Lechem Hashem because the Sanhedrin at that time were in Beis Lechem. And that's what's going on over here. So the Gemara wants to know, so for sure it was a Shaila. This is the Drush that the Radak says is Rochik from the Pshat. But I'll go on him. This is what Chazal extrapolated from this parasha. And the question is, what was the question? He wanted to know the halacha of Tamun Ba'ish, which is the short answer to why we're discussing here in Barakakoinis in the Sugis of Aish. He wanted to know, is the halacha like Rabbi Yehuda that Aish is Chayv Afilubatamun, or is the halacha like the Rabbanon that you're going to be put? And the reason he wanted to know the halacha of Tamun Ba'ish, because it seems that there was a Maisa Shahoya Kachoy right around that time. If you look at Rashi, Dibra Maschot Tamun Ba'ish Kamiboyle, Maisa Bolofanov, Bimachane, Shesorfu Anoshov God, the Shal Yisrael. This really happened. The Nitzrach Lishal Halacha in Chayov and Lishalim Kainam Atmun Batoycha Gurab Yehuda. And they were poshit, whatever it is, they were poshit. Ravuna, Ravuna says, That what was going on over here was, there were Yidin that had Gedishim, they had stacks of barley. And there were Plishtim that were hiding inside these stacks. And what David Melech wanted to know was, Meaning, he was ready to torch the stacks of Sa'irim to kill all the people, all the Plishtim that were hiding underneath the problem is he was going to be torching the Sa'irim Shal Yisrael. So killing the Plishtim wasn't the problem. The problem was the barley of the Yidin. And his shaila was, am I allowed to go and destroy Sa'irim of a Yid if it means to be Matzal Nefashis and to kill all these Plishtim? Or maybe that's not something you're allowed to do. Now why would that be something you're not allowed to do? So the reason is because because maybe it's forbidden for a person to save himself and that was Shiloh. Shiloh was, is that something you're allowed to do or not allowed to do? They told him, the response was that this is not something you're allowed to do. You are a king. Meaning, really, but you're a melech, you're different. And because you're a king, this is something that you're really allowed to do. They said a different shot. There were stacks of barley that belonged to you. There were stacks of lentils that belonged to the Plishtim. And David Amalek Shiloh, that he wanted to ask from the Sanhedrin was, Am I allowed to take the stacks of Sa'irim that belonged to a Yid? To give my behemoth. And I'll pay it up, meaning I'll make the Yidin whole by returning the Gedishim that belonged to the Plishtim. In other words, David Amalek has behemoth. His behemoths need to eat. He would never take any food from a Yehudi, but he would take it from an any Yehudi. The problem is right now he didn't have access to the any Yehudi, but he's going to have access to it in a couple of hours. And that was the Shiloh. Could I take now the Sa'irim of the Yid and reimburse the Yidin later with the Adashim of the Plishtim, Shochulei? And the response was the following passage. It says, Chavoyl Yoshev Rosha, Gzeilo Yishalei. 
The Pasek is talking about a Russia who returns the Mashkin, he returns the Gzela, but the point is that even if you return the Gzela, at the end of the day, if you stole, you're going to be considered a, a Goslin. As a result, this is really not something you're allowed to do. Right? You can't be a Gzela Manas L'Shalim, stating that, you're a king, and everything for you is going to be okay. So the bottom line is, the Pasek says, it sounds like David Melech wants to drink water really, really, really badly. He has a taiva for the water of Beis Lechem. Say Chazal, that can't be what it means. Rather, David Melech had a taiva for water as in Torah. And he wanted it from Beis Lechem because that's where the Sanhedrin was. He had a Shiloh and he needed the Sanhedrin to be pushed at the Shiloh. The question is, what was the Shiloh? Big machloikis amayiram, three traditions, what the Shailam might have been. The first mahalach in the Gemara was, Tamim ba'esh kami ba'yalai. And this was based on a maisa shahoya kachoya, where something had already happened, where it was presented to Dabra Melech, what's the Allah Tamim ba'esh? And he says, I don't know the Allah, go ask the Sanhedrin. And what did they tell him? The Gemara doesn't say. The Gemara says they told him whatever they told him. Okay. The second possibility amongst Amiram, the second tradition of what this Shailah of Ayasavid David was, Miyashkeni Mayim, his question was Am I allowed to torch the Sa'irim of the Yidin knowing that they were pushed them there? The benefit of doing it would be Sakonis Nefashis. We're going to save Yiddish Neshamas. The problem is, I am going to be destroying. And his suffix was, Is that something that's mutter? Is that something that's aser? What did they tell him? They told him it's aser, but for you it's mutter because you're a melech. And then finally, the third tradition that the Miram had as to what it might have been that David Amelech Shaila was, is David Amelech's behemoth needed food, and right now all he had access to was Yiddish food. He knew later he would be able to make those Yiddin whole through the food of the Plishtim. And the question was, can I take right now Al Menas L'Shalim? And they told him again, really it's something that you're not allowed to do. Afal Pich Egzele Meshalim Rashu, but you're a Melech, and because you're a Melech, these rules are not going to apply. So the Gemara now is going to be Mephalfal a little bit with these three different traditions and try to make it work in the Psukim. Now again, with the Radaks Hakdama, none of the Pshatim work in the Psukim. But Kathi, the way Chazal are understanding the parasha, A, B, merging and converging these two stories, uh, there's a lot of psukim to work with, and by the way, this is all mentioned twice, it's mentioned in Shmuel Beis, and it's mentioned in Malif. so knowing some of the facts that we already know with some of the different words that are mentioned in this parasha, let's see which mahalach seems to shtem. So the like this, according to the that says, that what was David Melech trying to do? He wanted to give his animals now, the soirim of the Yidden, and then make them whole from the Adashim of the Plishtim. I understand why one Pasuk says, Right, we mentioned the first story has one variation between Divriyayamim and Shmuel. In Shmuel, it's a Chelkas Hasada of Adashim, and in Divriyayamim, it's Zayrim. So which one was it? The Teretz is, it's not a stira. It was both. This Plishtim and this Adashim playing itself out. He wants to take the Sairim and he's going you know, to reimburse with Plishtim. One belongs to the Yid, the other one belongs to the guy. But according to the Manda Amar, that says that what was David Amalek Shailah, what he wanted to know was whether he can torch the Sairim or torch the Adashim to kill the Plishtim that are inside on the Cheshbin of Momin Yisrael, Samai Yiboyulu Lahanu Trey 
Why do I need two psukim? Or more accurately, the way the Mepharshim explained the Gemara, how do you reconcile the stira between the two psukim? Because in one pasuk it seems to be lentils, and the other pasuk it seems to be barley. So the Gemara says, that tradition is going to have to tell you meaning there were two stacks. One was the stack of Adashim, the other one was a stack of Sa'irim. Both of them belonged to Yidin. In both of them, they were Plishtim hiding. And the Shiloh wasn't just regarding one stack, it was regarding the other stack as well. That says that what was Dabin Amelech Shiloh? Could he torch the Sa'irah? I understand the Pasuk that says, So what did the Pasuk say? It said that this Yid, Shamo ben Oge Harari, he was the one that saved the day. So it says, right? So something was saved. Now, Pashim Shah, what it means is he saved the Chelka from the Plishim. But the way we're understanding it now, must be related to David HaMelech Zibaya. So what was saved? What was saved was, he was told that really, you're a Melech. David HaMelech didn't want to take this Hector that he had because of the fact that he's a Melech. So ultimately, he doesn't do, right? So he doesn't follow through with the Psak that he really got. And that's the Nakud of Ayatzilel. He saved this God, of Yisrael. But according to the Mandamah, that's Neslach Lufi, my Vayatzilel. So what really is the Vayatzilel? Meaning, because the Vayatzilel would be the Sa'irim of the Yidin that he's going to give now to his Behemoth. But the point is, being that he was going to reimburse it anyways with the adashim of the plishtim, so by not taking this hector, he's not really saving anything because they anyways were going to be made whole. So if you're just torching it and there's no reimbursement, no one's being made whole, so that's the nakud of a At the end of the day, he saved Abyssal Yiddish Agel. But over here, you weren't losing Yiddish Agel anyways. It was a Shailah, Vasa'irim, or, or Adashim, but Dala Fadala, you were going to get paid back. So if that's the case, what's the Nakuda? Because David Amalek didn't execute, so therefore it was Vayatzilah. So the Gemara says, No, no, the Leishavik Lulach Ufe. When it means Vayatzilah, means he saved the Sa'irim. He didn't have to come on to the swap and to the reimbursement at the end of the day. The Sa'irim was going to be eaten up. It ended up not being eaten up. Not the Kash. Bishlam, Hani Tarti. Bishlam, according to. These two pshatim, the latter two, I understand why there are two psukim. But according to the mandama that says, that was the shiloh, the first pshat, so why do you need psukim? Now there's machloikis rashi and toisvis, how to learn pshat in this gemara, and really the root of the machloikis is, what's the girsa in the gemara? The way toisvis was gairis, the gemara shiloh is that I understand according to the first two pshat, According to the second and the third pshat, why there are two psukim? You have the pasuk of the adashim and you have the, the pasuk of the sa'irim. Why? According to the pshat lachufe, that's the nakuda. You needed the two, and even according to the pshat that they were hiding, they were hiding in two stacks. But according to the shail of tamum ba'esh kami ba'yale, so the gemara doesn't understand why you would need two psukim. For a better understanding of Taisus Mahalach, you can look at Taisus. It's the first Taisus on the Yom. But Rashi had a completely different gears in the Gemara. Rashi's gears is, if you look at the top Rashi, Hachi Garcinon Kroy Lomeli, Veloy Garcinon Tre. The question was not why do you need Tupsukim? The question was why do you even need one Pasek? Meaning, why do you even have these Psukim? Now, Rashi is very sussum. Taisus asks on Rashi, which is why Taisus doesn't like Rashi's pshat. But the way the Mepharshim, the Rishonim already explained Rashi, that the Gemara's kasha is back on the Vayatzi Leho. What's the Vayatzi Leho over here? 
Meaning, according to the second and the third Mahalach, so the Shaila was, can we torch the Mom in Yisrael? Can we take the Sairim of the Yisrael, feed it to our behemoths? So by Dovid Melech refraining, something is being said. But according to the first, this was a Maisa Shahoya Kachaya. Like Rashi says, Maisa Balufana B'machnesh, Asarfa Anachiv Godesha Yisrael. And now there was a Shaila. So by Dovid Melech not accepting this psak, whatever exactly he didn't accept. But where is the Vayatzilel? It's a Maisa Shahoya that happened already. So where is it being Chal the Vayatzilel? So the question is, Kroy Lomeli, again, not so much Lomeli, a lot of misnomers in this Gemara. But the question is, what exactly is the point of that Rikos? And the Gemara says a really surprising tarot. So if you think the cash is hard, Listen to the Teretz. Amalachot, the Abshat's going to tell you, Tomun v'chad mehanachami v'ayleh. You have to say anachinami. The Messiah that had, that the Shailah of Amalach had was Tomun v'eish, that wasn't the only Shailah. It was Tomun and any one of, you can pick which one you prefer, the second or the third shot. There were really two Ibayas, and the Vayatzi is referring to that other Ibayah. As it relates to Tomun, that's a different story. What's the obvious question? The question is, if anyways it's muchach from the psukim that they were asking ma'ula hatzalatzmei or ma'ula so then what's the hechrich to say that he was also asking about tamun be'esh? Definitely a good kasha. according to the latter two pshat mahenu dechsev v'loy over davar l'shtoisam. I understand that pasuk says davar melch didn't want to accept the psak. Why not? Amar he made a chash, but keep it ikkei sura. Being that what was the psak? Also lehatzalas by mamam chaberi. Also lechlufi. He considered a rasha. Oh, but you're a melech, so if you want, we'll make accept a special exception for you. So he didn't want that. Elamanda matamim veish kamim boyle mechdi gemaruhu tishalchulay. They told him the mesayir. They told him the psak alocha. My loy over davar l'shtoisam. So what does it mean that davar melch didn't want to drink it? So the gemara says a davar nifla. You know what it means? That David Melch didn't want to drink the water? David Melch said, listen, thank you for the Pesach Halacha, and this for now on is going to be the way I'm going to pass it. Again, it's not clear if he was told of Yehuda, the Chachamim, presumably the Chachamim, but the point is, he was told Halacha Tam but what he said was, is I'm not going to say it over in your name, because any person that gives himself up to die, he gets punished, and the punishment is that we do not say over Allah's in his name. So he told him, I'm letting you know, I'm not going to say over Torah in your name. The Pasuk continues and says, that what Dabba Melech do with the water? See, he poured it, he did like this proverbial Nisuch Hamayim. What does it mean? It means, proverbially speaking, there was no water here, it was a psak alocha. But he went, L'shem Shemayim, there was some akrov over here. So that's this Indian of, Vayasach Oysem L'Hashem, El Ma'adama Tamam Be'esh. But according to Ma'adama that says Tamam Be'esh, Ma'ay Vayasach Oysem L'Hashem, what does that even mean? Says the Gemara, Do Amrinu Mishma the Gemara. Vayasach means that he didn't say it over in their name, but rather he said it over in the name of Gemara. What does that have to do with Vayasach? So it's Milashem Mesechta. He made it more like, a stomach digadin as opposed to saying it over in the name of these chevra and being Oymer Dover B'Shem Now this last Gemara is Enoi Oymer Elod Roshuni and we're going to get back to it Be'ezer Hashem in the red. But for now, before we go right there and we come up for breath, this concludes the first part of today's daf. Shon Just to mention one Ha'ara and that is, so the Gemara suggested an idea of it's also for a person to save his life with somebody else's money. Had to come in, 
Because according to one of the three traditions, that was the Shailah that David HaMelech had. He wasn't sure about it. When the Pasuk says, that, Could somebody please, I wish I would know what the Sanhedrin that are in Beis Lechem now hold about a Shailah. The Shailah was this exact question. Had to come in because that was a Maya Sashoya. David Amalek is fighting the Plishtim. He's in the middle of a war. And the Plishtim are hiding inside the stacks of food that belong to the Yidim. And if he could just torch the stacks, he'll kill the Plishtim and there'll be a tremendous Hatzalas Nefashas. But he wasn't sure if he allowed to do that because he's a Yiddish stacks. And because the Yiddish stacks, maybe it's also. And that was the Shiloh. Is it Mutter? Or is it Asr? And Shol he was told, Asr lahatzal that this is not something that you're allowed to do. At first glance, it sounds like the Psak and the Achra of this Gemara is that it is Asr Shvartzen Weiss for a person to save his life so just to have a muscle. If somebody's running after you, he's trying to kill you, you have an opportunity to steal somebody's car to get away and save your life. You wouldn't be allowed to do it. Asr lahatzal atzmoy If you look at Toys to this, Dibra Maschel, Mao Lahatzel Atzmei B'Mamachavere. Toysfus says, Iboyele, the Shaila Dovin Amelech had was, Ichayev Lashalim, Kishahutzel Atzmei, Mipnei Pikuach Nefesh. His question was, not whether you're allowed to save your life using somebody else's money. It's partially you're allowed to do that. The Shaila was, in the event that you did that, am I Chayev now to pay back? Or am I not Chayev to pay back? To the extent I was doing it to save my life. Maybe I'm not obligated to make you all. Or maybe not. At the end of the day, you took Mama Chavere. Maybe that's something that's going to be awesome. And that's what he was told. But his Shaila was never whether he's allowed to save his life. And Avada was not regarding that, that he was told, The Mishnah Melech, and this is in Prashas Drachim, in the Drachas of the Mishnah Melech, it's in Drushu Tes, he's Medayik from Rashi, that Rashi Kinira in our Sugyo held not that way. Rashi, it's the last Rashi on the Yom, it says, that ultimately, David Melech felt that even though he was given a hetter, in this case, but he chose not to. As a result, the Pasuk says that the Schoer was speared, and the reason he went and did what he did was, what does it sound like? It sounds like he didn't do the Paula. He didn't go ahead and actually burn the Tfua. Why? Because of the sister. The way Toysavis learns the Gemara, that was never the Shailah. Avada, he was allowed to do it. The question was, was he going to be a Chayv L'Shalem? Was he not going to be Chayv L'Shalem? Rashi sounds like the Yatzilah, Shaloy Yisrefu, Ahoyol V'Aser, meaning it was not burnt. Why? Because it would have been Aser to burn it. So you say, Meretz, Aser L'Hatzel Atzim HaMachavere, means not just that you have to pay, but it's Aser to actually go ahead and do this Pu'uva. And the Mishnah Melech and Prashat Drachim says that L'Churit, this seems to be Shittas Rashi, and if that's the case, at first glance, it's Merafs and Igri. It is absolutely how could it be that Rashi Shita is that Why is it such a Chiddush? Because we know the halacha is with the exception of three. And this is not one of the three. And because this is not one of the three, so it's a Pella. How is this possible that it could even be such a Shita? The truth is, the a Mitzayin, a Gemara Mesech to Suksubis. This is a Perek HaIsha Shenes Armala. The Gemara there is discussing Sugi of Shtaris. HaEidim Sha'amru, HaEidim walking to Bezin and they say, Ksav Yedeinu Huzeh. See that? Shtar, that's our signature. Aval Anusim Hoyinu, Ketanim Hoyinu, Psuli Edes Hoyinu. 
Now the background to this Mishnah is that if somebody walks into the Bezdin and pulls out a shtar that says somebody owes him money, he can collect the shtar. Midday Raisi, he could. But Midrabanon, he can't. Until he does what's known as Kim Shtars. Until we verify for sure that these signatures are good signatures. One of the ways to do Kim Shtars is if the Edom themselves walk into Bezdin and they say, that would constitute Kim Shtars. So the Mishnah, what happens if Edom walk into Bezdin? You have a shtar, shtar has chesimus, but there was no kiyum, and the edim say ksav yadein huzeh, and then they say, however, I'm just letting you know, this whole situation, this shtar is not a good shtar. You know why? Because anusim ayinu, we did it at gunpoint. Ktanim ayinu, we were children when we signed. Psuliyedis so ayinu, there was some other issue. The point is, the halach is their belief, and the reason they're believed is, because of the rule, Apesha Asar, who Apesha Eter. The only reason we're even going to collect with this star is based on the fact that they said, Ksavya Deinu Huzeh. So they have a Pesha Asar, Pesha Eter to say, Anusimayinu, Ktanimayinu, Psuleyedusayinu. The Gemara, here, on the same Amid, Ksubus Yudchas Amid Beis, brings a Brysa, where the Brysa brings that really this is a Machloikis Tanam. The Chachamim say what the Stam Mishnah says. However, Rameyus Chayloik, Rameyus says, Eina Monam Lapoisle, that if Adam say Ksavya Deinu Huzeh, they're not believed. So the Gemara says like this, Bishle Mirabona, Bishle Mirabona Kitamayu, I understand their Shito. Shapesha Asar, but according to Rameya, what happened to Pesha Asa Pesha Hitter? And the Gemara is a little bit mirer. Bishlam Absulay Edis. Bishlam in the case where they're saying we Absulay Edis. So I understand maybe why they're not believed. Why? I, they said, Ksavya Deinu Huzeh. Because Malva Gufa Meikara made the Gdayak Gemachtem. There's an umdina that they probably weren't Suleyedas. Because the Malva probably made sure before he got two people to sign on his big loan that he's giving somebody now. That they're going to be kosher He didn't want to run into this issue. So although you would say that churu, they should have a pesha also pesha hitter to say that they're psuleyedes, but the umdina that the malva would have not chosen psuleyedes overrides that, and therefore they're not believed. Ktanim nami. I understand why if they say ktanim oyinu, they're not nemon. I feel them at that pesha also. Like Rishlokish, ben lokish, like rish lokish. Adam rish lokish chazaka eno edim chayz ben alashtar elo imkain nasa begadol. So again, by them saying ktanim oyinu, they're going keneged. Uh, Chazaka, and therefore they're not believed. Ella anusim, my timer. But why are they not believed to say anusim hoyeno? Luchura, for anusim, you don't have any of the aforementioned chazakas. Ksavya deinu huze, pesha asar. So therefore, pesha hit they shouldn't believe to say anusim hoyeno. So the Gemara says, Am Rav Chiz, the Rav Chiz said, Kosover Ameir, it's because Ameir holds, Edim Sha'amru lahem chismu sheker, va'alte hargu. If there are two Edim, and someone comes over to her, these Edim and says, Sign falsely or I'll kill you. They have to allow themselves to get killed, they're not allowed to sign falsely on a star. So by them saying Anusim Hoyinu, they're really saying that they did something wrong. We know the Halach in Khasidis ain't other Mesamatsmay Rasha. And it's for that reason they're not never to say even Anusim Hoyinu. So who said this Rev Khizda? I'm a lady Rava. So Rava told Rev Khizda, really? I'm going to ask you a question. If they would come to us and ask us this, it's partial we would tell them, sign and don't allow yourself to get killed. What are you talking about, Rav Chizda? You're telling me that if they were told, sign or kill you, we know there's only three things and not four. And if that's the case, it's poshit that this is not a situation of At first glance, it almost sounds like the machloikis between Rav Chizda and Rava is 
the Machloik is Rashi and Toysfis right here in the Sugya on Dav Samach Omebez. Meaning, there's a din of Osala Hatzala Hatzma Bimam and Chavera. Says Rav Chizdo, if that's the case, it sounds to me that when it comes to stealing from somebody, such as saying Eidu Sheker, which is a gram of Nezokin, then Lachura, I don't know. It sounds like Talach is Yaharag of Ayaber. Osala Hatzala Hatzma Bimam and Chavera. So, Rav, no way. I Osala Hatzala Hatzma Bimam and Chavera because Rav holds like Toysfis, right? Gishmak. Rav Chizda holds like Rashi and Rav holds like Toysfus. But the bottom line is, it sounds a little bit like this Machlech is Rashi Toysfus being facetious. Here, Baba Kamad, Avsam Chamed Beis, Hatagreis is Shaykhis with the Machlech is Amairam. Rav Chizda and Rav here in Mesech Tisksubis, Daf Yutches Amed Beis and Daf Yutches Amed Aleph. I was discussing this with Rabbi Bienefeld. So Rabbi Bienefeld had a murder to get He said, you know, the Gemara says in Mesech Tisoyta, that Yudam Abeis is a famous Gemara. The Gemara says, "Am Rabbi Yochan Amishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechai Noach Loi LaAdam SheYapal Atzmai LaTech Kifshana Eish Val Yalbim Pnei Chaveri BeRab." Right, it's better for a person to jump into a Kifshana Eish, kill yourself, not to embarrass another person. And Tosfos and Soita asks the Kasha, "I what happened to Avoid the Zorgila Raish Vichas Nadim?" It's only Gimel Averes Chamurus. It's not four. And he said, it almost sounds like from Rashi's. From this halacha right here, so it is that it could be that's all chesh when it comes to ben adam lamakim. But when it comes to ben adam lechaveri, you're going to save your life on yenim's cheshbin. It's not so posh that that's something you're allowed to do. You have it with regards to embarrassing somebody. And you have it right here in parakakoynis regarding somebody's money. That osnu Again, it's a sheet of mechudesh. It's a sheet that's rashi. It's not halacha shulchanar. But the bottom line is. There is such an idea that it could be when it comes to Mama Chaveri, this is going to be a little bit of an issue. So Abinafal told me, Imagine there's a person, Leonu, who needs a kidney transplant, and he's trying to get a kidney, and he can't get one. He has a neighbor who has a kidney to spear. So he's going to go in the middle of the night, put him under anesthesia, he's going to rip his kidney out, he's going to save his life. Are you allowed to do that? Chetesi, you can't do that. You can do that. You have a good doctor, it's going to be done fine, medically cleared, everything is not going to be an issue. Why is it not Mutter? It's Pekuach Nefesh. The person is doing it to save his life. Teretz is it's Aser. Why? So you have to figure it out. But it's Lechura Aser, right? Don't try this at home. I think there's not a question in the world, said Rabbi Binefeld, that this is going to be Aser. This is a, a good, dramatic example of Aser Lahatzal Hatzmoy B'mama Chaveri. But there's definitely such an in, in India. It's interesting. I was looking around a little bit after I schmoozed, and that, I saw there's a truth from the Binyan Sin, from the Aruch Laner of Yaakov Etlinger, that declared not Rabbi Binefeld Shailah, but Me'inyan Le'inyan Ba'is Inyan. This is a Maise Shahaya where there was a question, where there was a person that was waiting a transplant of some sort, and they wanted to take it from a mace. From a mace, a non-living person. They wanted to take one of his organs to save his life. And they asked the Binyan and this Shailah, that's something you're allowed to do. There was no consent. Nobody's signing off on this, right? So the question was, could you do this, or could you not do this? And he's mitzadeh, that Muschorishim, maybe it has a shaykhis really with this shaila. Uh, is it mutala hatzalatz by mama chaveri or not? Now, there you're dealing already with a dead person, Nevelameis, he tells the truth from the night of Yehuda, Dvar Matikin. But the bottom line is a fascinating question. This halacha tucked away here. It's a lumdish halacha, but it's actually tucked away in the Agadat Gemara, right here in Parakat Kodis. Asala hatzalatz by mama chaveri, machlikis rashim toysfis, sushtal tuksubastaf yotes. We're going to go back to Zokta Mishnah. So we return to our regular program, which is the halachis of Ish. Avra Geder, Shugavoy This is a man who lit a fire. And there was a Geder, there was a fence. And the fence was, in his mind, protecting the fire. 
Well, it turns out this fire was a little feisty and it was over the gather. It was able to jump over the gather. So if the gather was Dalaram, or if somebody lit a fire on one side of the Rosh Hashanah and it crossed over to the other side of the Rosh Hashanah, or if this literally was able to somehow cross a Nahar, like a river, Potter, in all these cases, he's Potter. And the reason he's Potter is Pasha, because my Havalei Lamebat, he's annoying us. Even though Kisait Seyesh, Shalom Yishalom Amaves Habeira, Eshem Eshem Chitzav, Eshem Eshem Amoyne, but at the end of the day, in these cases, he's annoying us. And as a result, he's going to be Potter. So the first halacha was, over together, Shugavaya Dalad Amis, if together was Dalad Amis, and it crossed over, Talacha is going to be Potter. Freytik Marakash, but Tanya, over together, Shugavaya Abamis, Chayiv. Pretty black and white stira. Here we have a price of assessment for Rish. If together was Dal and Amis, it could be Chai. Amr Rapapa Rapapa said, Tana di Don, Kachashim Milmalo Lamata. Our Tana was Cheshbining Milmalo Lamata, from the higher numbers to the lower numbers. And as a result, this is what he meant to say. Sheish Amis Potter. If the Geder is six Amis tall, and the fire somehow jumped over it, and it was Mahazik, you're going to be Potter. Chambesh Amis Potter. Five Amis also Potter. Ad Arba Amis Potter. Even up to four Amis, you're still going to be Potter. Ad va'ad v'chlau, meaning if it's four Amis, you're going to be Potter. Tana Baro, whereas the Tana, the Braisa, who said, Arba Amis Chayef, he was going He was talking about all the numbers that are Chayef. So he said like this, Koch Hashem, Shtei Amis Chayef. If it was two Amis, you're going to be Chayef. Sholish Amis Chayef. Ad Arba Amis Chayef, you're going to be Chayef even up to Arba Amis. But in that Tana, it's Ad v'loy Ad v'chlau. Because if it's four Amis, really, you're going to be Potter. You're not going to be Chayef. So the reason one Tana said Potter, the other Tana said Chayef, because they were a ton of a chashev, they were counting numbers, and they just wanted to add another number. Potter, Potter, even four Amas Potter. Chayef, Chayef, four Amas, even four Amas Chayef. The Navkamina is, is the even, the ad, up to, is that ad v'chlal or is that v'loy ad v'chlal? Our Tana was going ad v'ad v'chlal, six, five, even four is Potter, the other Tana was going ad v'loy ad v'chlal, two is Chayef, three is Chayef, up until four Yechayef, but four itself, your potter, because really it's Ad Veloy Ad Bechal. Oh my Rav, Rav is a Dalad, Amish Amr the potter, and when we say four Amish is potter, it means Afilu Bistei Koitzim. Even if the field right next to it is a field where there are thorns. So even though that is the field next to it, still the halacha is, you're going to be potter. Why would you think it's Chayef? So Rashi says that if there's thorns there, it's Noyach Ha'esh Levarba. It's a little bit more that maybe the fire would be able to jump over it, and even to literally skip over the fence. Again, we're not farmers, but apparently if there are thorns there, then there's a havamina that maybe this fence is not big enough. Maybe you would need more. Chazal said that four amas is the number, and this works even if the neighboring field is koitzim. Not just that. You have to make sure that the fence is four amas taller than the schaira in your neighbor's field. Meaning, when we say four amas, four amas from what? So, Pasha, what it means is it has to be four amas from your ground or from where the wood is, right? The top of the wood, the Rishonim say. So, you're lighting a fire, you have a stack of wood, that's where you light the fire. So, it has to be four amas from the top of the wood. That's what the number would be. But says Rava, says Rapapa, that that's really not enough. You also have to take into Cheshbin your neighbor's field, and you have to make sure that it's going to be four amas more than your neighbor's field. Omar Rav, Rav said, The only time this is true is Ella. Big koilachas. This is only true if the fire is a straight fire. Avo bin If, however, the fire is nichfefes, then you're going to be chayef even up to a hundred amas. So, what exactly is nichfefes? A koilachas is a straight up fire. What's nichfefes? Rashi has two pshatim. In the first pshat, Rashi says it's the type of fire that whenever it's windy, the wind moves the fire this way and that way. 
So it's like a horizontal-ish type of fire. It's just it's all over the place. So that type of fire is a little bit more aggressive. So for that, it's afilu ad Rashi says a different shot. Lishna achrino nechfefes means eshnamucha. It's a very low fire. Hayleches v'nesreches ba'asovim ubiksomesh al-gabi akarka. Nesreches means, rat milosh and sirches, that you have in Masech Toschulen, in Elu Trefes. It attaches itself, like very stark, to the ground. And as a result, it's, it's low, but that type of fire, that's what Rav was referring to. So again, what Rav say? Lo yishonu el bakalachas, avu b'nechfefes, afilu ad meyo amo chayev. Even up until 100 amis, you're going to be chayev. Now, what does it mean, Ad Meya Amma? What's up until 100 Amas? So, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, the last line of the Rashi we just read, Dibra Maschal Avon Nechfefes, Hilka Chafilu Over Derech Roshus Arabim, Rochav Ma'oid, Chayev. So, even if the Roshus Arabim was very, very wide, still you're going to be Chayev. Toysfus says that it sounds to me like Rashi is learning that this comment of Rav and Shmuel's, that we're going to see in a second, it's referring to the second Allah of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that if the fire went over a Geder, or it went across a Derech Harabim. And it sounds like this comment here is referring to that part of the Mishnah. Toysra says, it's hard to see why that would be the case, because we're going to see in a minute, the Gemara is going to discuss that part of the Mishnah. We're discussing the first part of the Mishnah. Al-Rishin, Rishin, Al-Sheni, Sheni, Al-Shlishi, Shlishi, as we're going to see. So why in the world would we assume that this Machlech is Rabbi Shmuel that the Gemara brings here is referring to a part of the Mishnah that we didn't mention yet while we're still in the middle of mentioning a different part. It's, it's Mechus Rabbanus. So Toysus is Chayu Rashi and Toysus says because of this you have to say that no, Rabbi and Shmuel are discussing not the width but rather they're discussing the height of the fence. But either way, we'll learn the Gemara the way Rashi learns the Gemara. So Amar Rav, Rav said, even if it crosses a road of a hundred amas, still you're going to be chayv. No, that's when you have the shear of the Mishnah. If it's a straight fire, I feel a kolshu pot there, even if it's a kolshu, as long as there's a little something there for a straight fire, all you need is a little something, a little distance, you're already going to be pot. Tiny kabasi the rav, but medvar mamurim bekoilachas, avo benechfefes, the eitzim etzuyulah. If this fire is nechfefes and there's wood in the area, I feel ad mea mil chayev, even up to a hundred mil, you're going to be chayev, which is exactly shita's rav. The b'risa continues and says, avra nahar, if the Fire crossed over a river, or a shlulis, the Gemara is going to discuss what a shlulish is, they're eight amas wide, potter, the loch is, you're going to be pot. So going back to the Mishnah, that we discussed, says the Gemara, who's the Tan of our Mishnah that holds? That as long as this distance of the Derech Harabim, that's enough for it to be considered a shmira, and if the fire passes over it, you're going to be potter. On my rava, rava said, Rabbeliezer, it's the time of Rabbeliezer, time we went to the mission, Rabbeliezer, Oymer, Rabbeliezer said, Sheish Esrei Amois, Giderech Rishosarab. Now, this mission that the Gemara is quoting is the next mission that we're going to learn in a minute, where the mission over there brings a Machlekes Tanoim, how much distance you have to have between your fire and your neighbor's possessions for you to be chayim. Rabbeliezer's shita is 16 Amis. So the Gemara says that our Mishnah that says that if it crosses a Derech HaRabim, you're going to be potter, that's Matim with Shittas Rabbi Why? So if you look at Rashi in the Mishnah, Rashi says that what was a Derech HaRabim? It was Yud Vav Amis. Right? It was 16 Amis. Me'agolois the Digle Midbar Yalfin of Masech Shabbos. And it's learned that in Masech Shabbos, right? The Shir of a Rosh Hashanah and Halacha when it comes to Erevin and Yitzah, 
one of the requirements are it has to be at least 16 amas wide. And it's learned out from the wagons that were traveling when the Yidu were in the Midbar. But here's the point. The point is that the Mishnah says if it crosses a Derech Arabim, you're going to be Pater Mechetesi. That's just another way of saying 16 amas. 16 amas? We're going to learn the next mission. We're going to see that is Rebbe Leazar Shita. Tezai and Amis. Mamash, what he says. Says the Gemara. Amar Rav, must be. Unzir Mishnah. This time Mishnah is going. I'll leave it to Rebbe Leazar that holds that the Shir is Tezai and Amis. Oy Nar. The Mishnah says if it crossed over a Nar, Talach is going to be part Kilu, the Nar is considered a good hafsek. Says the Gemara. Rav Amarav said Nar Mamash. That when it says Nar, it means literally a Nar. The Shmuel, the Shmuel says, Arisa did Daloi. So it's not a river, literally, but rather it's an Arisa Didaloi. Rashi says this was a Ya'ur Katan. This was like a small body of water that they used to take water from to irrigate the field. That's what it's referring to. So according to Rav, it's something a little bit more impressive. It's a Nahar. According to Shmuel, it's only this Arisa de Daloi. So the Gemara says, not the Manar Mamish, the Mandama that says Nar Mamish, Avagata Lekamaya, you wouldn't have to have water. I mean, even if there's not water there, if it crossed. Over a nahar, you're going to be potter. The nahar without the water is big enough for it to serve as a shmirah. Mandam arisa the daloi. The mandam says arisa the daloi. Yis be'mayeni, last be'mayelah. It's very small. So if there's water there, but say it. But if there's no water there, it's not considered a hefsek. Can't hustle. We learned in a mishnah over there, and where's there? It's a mishnah in the beginning of a sechtes peyah. Perik based mishnah. The ilum afsikim peyah. The following is considered a hefsek as relates to peyah. So the, the context over there is you have a field. You have to leave payah. You have two fields, so two payahs, right? So depending on how many fields you are have, that's how many payahs you would have to live. The qu- leave. The question over there is, in the event that you have a field, but it's chopped up into pieces a little bit, right? There's things, there's landscaping, there's roads, there's paths, there's docks, right? There's things happening. So what is considered a hefsek in your payah that we would look at it as two fields as opposed to one? So the elu mafsik in the payah. Hanachal is one. Vashlulis is two. Vederich hayochid, like a private path. Vederich harabim, and a public path. So the Gemara is going to focus on one of these four things. Maishlulis. And it's really pertinent for us to discuss Maishlulis because a few lines earlier the Gemara brought the safe of the Braisa that said that if a fire is protected by a shlulis that's four amas wide, you're going to be part this. It'd be good to know what a shlulis is. It's a place where rainwater gathers. So Rashi says, shlulis is from the Lashem Miskapsen, where they gather. Rashi has a makar to this word, where it says, the shalol of Beitzim. So that's like a gathering of eggs. But the point is, that's the Nakuda. Rabbi Biyam, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Biyam, the name Rabbi Yochanan, Amas Amayim. It's a body of water, a canal of some sorts. Shemichalekes shalol la'agafel. That people used to water their fields from that water. And because they watered their fields, the fields would grow Paris. The Paris is Shalom. Shalom Miloshin, like Schaira, right? Budi. That's what it is. So the Loshin Shal is not Miloshin Kibbutz, but it's Miloshin Kemoitze Shalom Rav. That's what it is. What does the water have to do with the Shalom Rav? Because they would have produce as a result of this shalom. Says the Gemara, man, I'm a makan to make shalom shalom shalom. Man, the man that says that a shluvish is a makan to make shalom shalom shalom. Kolshkin amasamayim. Certainly, he would agree with the pshat 
of Amasamaya. Meaning, if his shluis is enough to be mafsikli in peya and to be mafsikli in yin eish, that certainly this is going to be considered a hafsik. The mandama that says that Amasamayim, that's what a shluis is, these little crevices in the ground where the rainwater sometimes was miskabits, that wouldn't be enough. Dahani ba'agni mikru, right? That considered like the handles of the land. We've seen this idea in the past. But the point is, we look at them as just the part of the land. If they're considered part of the land, it wouldn't be considered a chibor, or I'm sorry, it wouldn't be considered a hefsik with regards to peya. And as a result, he would dafka hold of his pshat, not of the other pshat. Talk to Incidentally, there is a shilam in the Rishonim whether this last clear that the Gemara just said, mandama this, kol that, mandama this, that, not, is that only with regards to the peya shayla, or is it with regards to the a shayla also? Meaning, this last svarah, bagni da'ara mikru, that's a good svarah in You want to have one field or two fields. There's a shluis in between. Yeah, but that's bagni da'ara. It's in hilchas peya, it's one field. But in hilchas esh, when Tanning is it a shmir or not? So it could be it is enough for it to be considered a protection. Or maybe not. That's a shy on the shine. So the mission light. Very much by Indian. Somebody lights a fire in his own possession. At how far would it have to go in order to say that this person is Akroi? Meaning at some point there's a shmir, right? You can light a fire if there's nobody around miles away. So the question is, what is this year? Rabbi Azariah said, We look at the person who's in the middle of a base court. In other words, what's the distance? It's a half a base court. Rabbi we had that on Amen Aleph, Tezayin Amis, Yedarach Rishosar like the width of a Rishosar Abim. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva said, Chamishim Amad, 50 Amis, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, Rabbi Shimon said, Shalim Yishalim Amavres Abbeiro, Hakoy Lufi Adleikud, all depends on the fire, says the Gemara. So we have four sheetas here in the Mishnah. How much distance you have to have in order for it to be considered protected. Rulaz ben Azariah said, make believe you're in the middle of a base core. That's enough distance. In other words, you're in the middle of a base core. In every direction, there's a half a base core. That would be enough. Rulaz said 16 amas. Rabbi said 50 amas. Rabbi Shimon said, akol So the Gemara's reaction and response to Rabbi Shimon's sheeta is, He holds there's no shear. Now, where do you see that? So look at the last Rashi in the Mishnah. HaKolofiyad Leika. Kosol Kedaita Chachi Kamar. The Maksha of the Gemara thinks that this is what Rabshim meant to say. HaKol Yishalim Kol Kamo Shehidlik Bein Rochik Bein Karev. Meaning, Shalim Yishalim Mavis. You lit the fire, you're going to be high. As if Adam would the Oilam Bein Shaygi Bein Mezid Bein Oynes Bein Rotsen. Which, by the way, stims a little bit because. There is an Adam Wood La'olam Digger component, which probably is the rationalization for this Havamin of the Gemara. Otherwise, it's Mechusar Avonah. Why would you even think and entertain a possibility to think that that's what Reb Shimon meant? But either way, then Reb Shimon said, means I don't care as long as there's a Dleka and its damages are going to be higher. So, Marcy doesn't hold of a shear. Okay, maybe he doesn't, but tonight we learned in the Mishnah, a person is not allowed to keep a Tanner. In his house, Elam Kenyesh Al Gaboy, Goivadalams. There has to be at least four amas between the top of the tanner and the ceiling. Otherwise, it's very, very dangerous. Let's say this person wanted to put a tanner on the second floor, then it's not enough that there's distance on top, but also You have to make sure that the floor, which was layered with plaster, the mazeva has to be at least three tvachim thick. Ubekira, and if what you're dealing is not a tanner, but you're dealing with a kira, right? This is a parakira fame, of course. Tefach. Then it would only have to be a tefach. 
which by the way is also Perakira faint, that we know a Tanner was a lot hotter than a Kira with Nafkeminas and Halacha. But the point is, so because the Tanner is hotter, so therefore you need three Tfachim of floor, as opposed to the Kira, one Tfach is going to be enough. In Hizik, let's say you were Mazik, you did what you were supposed to do. Mashali, Masha Hizik, you're still going to have to pay. Reb Shimon, I mean, Reb Shimon says, Lenemrish, you're Malalu, Eloshim, Hizik, Patamalasham. That's the whole point of the Shir. The whole point of the Shir is that if you follow the rules and then you're Mazik, you're going to be Potter. What's the Kasha? The Kasha is, it sounds like, according to Reb Shimon, there is an idea of being Potter. I thought Reb Shimon holds, Shalim, Mishal, Mavis, Abeira, Akor, Lofiat, Leika, Eshem, Shem, Chitza, Vadamud, Oilam, Kiilu, Kasol, Kadai, Tach, like Rashi says, Kol Kamish, Idluk, Ben Rachik, Ben Kar. Here, Reb Shimon is the Tana that has Mufurish that you're not always Chaya for your fire. I'm Reb Nachman, I'm Reb Baravua. No. Shimon, when he said Akolofi Adleika, it didn't mean that any time there's a fire, you automatically in Lichai, but rather Akolofi Goiva Adleika. It means that in every situation, you can't just say, oh, there was 16 Amis, I'm fine. No, it doesn't work that way. It was a half a base score. You have to look at the fire. It depends. Some fires are big, some fires are small. So you have to know the Goiva of the Adleika, the Reichiv of the Adleika, right? You have to take the windshield factor into consideration, right? You have to have a, an idea of the, of the elements that are surrounding you at that time. Hakolofi Adleika means you have to take all this into consideration. There's no one answer that is going to explain every different Shiloh. Amr Rav Yosef, Amr Rav Yehuda, Mashmul, Halachik Rav Shemin. Amr Rav Nachman, Amr Mashmul, Halachik Rav Shemin. Every time you see Halachik Rav Shemin, you perk up a little bit. Halachik Rav Shemin, Ba'al Mahodein, the Allah is not like Rav Shemin. Ba'al Mahodik Shait, Da'il Ma'emnes, Lassad Lavai, Shabbos, which is Me'ein, Lassad Lavai. But that's a chiddish that the Allah should be like Rav Shemin. Either way, we're going to stop here. So as it relates to Ray, two Ha'aras, both very light. The first story is, going back to the first part of the daf, so we can't recap the whole story. But the Pasuk says, Vayisavit David Vayoyma. Shmuel Beis, Perich of Gimel, Pasuk Tezvav. David HaMelech had a taifa. What was his taifa? Mi Ashkeni Mayan, Mi Bor Beis Lechem Hashem He wishes he could have some of the water that was in the bar that was in Beis Lechem, which was by the Shah. So the Pasuk says that there were three Giboyrim of the military of David HaMelech, that heard that the king wants water really, really badly. So they risked their lives to go to Beislechem to get water. And they poured it back to Dovin. And in their minds, they did the greatest thing imaginable. The Pasuk says, refused to drink the water. And instead he took the water and he poured it Lashem. And he said, Chalila for me to drink this water. What, I'm going to drink water on the backs, on the blood of these people? They risked their lives to bring me water. They did something wrong. I'm not going to have any benefit from this water. And therefore, he refused to drink this water. So, Pashup Shah, David Amalek has a type of water. These three people get him the water. They risk the lives. want to drink it. He pours it. That's Pashup Shah in the post. Chazal had a Messiah that David Amalek didn't have a type of water. David Amalek had a type of Torah. Because in Torah, Elamayim, or in Mayim, Elotorah. And David Amalek wanted water dafka from the Shar because that's what the Sanhedrin was. And he had a specific Shaila that he needed to know the Halacha. And these three Giboyim went, they risked their lives to go to the Shah, and they brought David HaMelech back the Halacha. And when he got this Halacha, he refused to accept it. Instead, he poured it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
And the question in the Gemara, it was really the first chunk of today's daf, was what exactly was the Shaila? What was the Psak? And why did David have an issue with it? Why Veloy Avalish Daisa? One of the Mahalchem that the Gemara mentioned was that David Amelech Shaila was Tomen Baish. What's the halacha with regards to Tomen Baish? You know, it's a machloikis, Rabbi Yudin, the Chachamim, but we're coming after the fact. David HaMelech in real time wasn't sure. If someone is a Kisei and it damaged Tamun, are you going to be chayv? Are you going to be pot? And the reason David HaMelech wanted to know the answer to that shayla at that very minute is because Maisa Balafonov. Because this was a Maisa Shaya that was presented to him, and David HaMelech didn't know the answer, and he said, I wish I would know. Vayisavet David Vayemer Miyashkeni Maim. Halavai, I knew the halacha of Tamun Ba'esh. And these three Giboyim, they go, they risk their lives, they go to the Sanhedrin, and they return back. They told them whatever they told them, like the Gemara says. So the Gemara said that in this version of the story, what does it mean, Velay Avalashtoisa? He didn't want to drink the water. They told him the halacha. What was wrong? And what's the Nakuda here, Pashib Shat, in the Drush of Velay Avalashtoisa? So the Gemara says as follows What it means is that David Amnelech refused to give these Yidin credit for this halacha. He didn't say it over in their names. And the reason he didn't was, I have a Messiah from the Bezin of Shmuel Aramasi. Any person that risks his life for the you don't say over Torah in his name. Because if you risk your life for the Torah, then you cannot have that halacha that you risked your life for, say it over in your name. The Gemara continues and says that David HaMelech took the water, the proverbial water, and he poured it like Kaddish Baruch And the Gemara says in this narrative of the story, that he didn't say it over in their names, same idea, he said it over in the name of the Gemara. There are so many to understand Pashat in this Gemara. Because they were Moise Nefesh, it should be just the opposite. It's a good thing to be moist and nefesh for Torah. I think we all know that. Right? A person is supposed to be moist and nefesh for Torah. This is the whole the mysterious nefesh moves we ever heard in our lives. It's for Torah. That's what you're supposed to be moist and nefesh for. Here you have a cloud. And if you look around in the Mepharshia God, there's different Mahalchim to try to understand and explain Pashib Shad of what's going on in this Gemara. Because it's a Shver Gemara, and Noch Alatiris, it's still a Shver Gemara. The end of the day, this seems to be 100% counterintuitive. Rabruvim Margolis, in his safe in the Tzutzayar, so he sends you to a comment that he wrote in his Makar Chesed, which is his Pirish on Sefer Chesedim, he says a Dov he says, Lule de Mistafina. I hope Shah and this Gemara is just the opposite. I hope Mam is just the opposite. These Yidim were Moise Nefesh to bring the Dvar Halacha. That's the ultimate. That's the Spitz. And because of that, David Melch wanted to reward them. And you know what the reward was? The reward was, I'm not going to say over the Halacha in your name. Now, it doesn't make any sense. We know the, the principle of that if someone says a halacha and people are saying over the Torah in his name, it's a good thing. It depends who you are. If you're someone that if people say over Torah in your name, everyone's going to jump, everyone's going to get excited. But if you're a relatively unknown person and now all of a sudden people are saying over in your name, 
it's not going to have the the sticking power that it would otherwise have because people are going to say, who said it? And even true, and therefore it wouldn't have a class. You know, Tov and said, "I'm going to give you the ultimate reward. I'm going to give you the spitzcha. I'm going to say over this halacha, and you're the one that gets credit for it because you were moist nefesh for this halacha. And I'm not going to say it over in your name. You know, what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to say it over stam." I'm going to say it over Mishmei the Gemara. And because I'm saying it over Mishmei the Gemara, the understanding is going to be that this is the way it is. And that everybody agrees that this is the way it is. It's not just a das yoch, it's not pump your halacha. That as Zoyidis, and this is going to be a halacha ludoiris, that every kid in sixth grade when he learns Parakakoinis is going to know the halacha of Tamil Beish. And anyone that ever opens a Bavakama Gemara is going to learn it. And every time anyone learns Bavakama and learns the Sugi of Tamil Beish, Yosfasayim are going to be doivois bekever. Now, it would have been a Little megishmak had I said it over in your name, but because you are moist and effish, I'm going to give this to Hashivas as if it's stomach the Gemara, and that's a chiddush because ordinarily you can't just say stomach the Gemara. It's all part and parcel of being Oymedav of the You have to know the He said it. He said it. Right. That's all part of the puzzle of how this plays itself out. But David Amel said because you're being moist and effish from Torah, I'm going to take this one step further. I'm going to up it and I'm going to mamish make this the stomach the Gemara. It said Reb Ruvim Ragolis that if you're not sure this is Peshat in the Gemara, he says this Gemara is mentioned in one other place in Chazal. It's in Medjish Rabbah in Rus. So it's Rus, it's in Parsha He Aleph. Over there, the Pasik is, the Medjish is discussing the same exact Pasik, the David, and everything that's going on. It says the Medjish, Voloi Ava. What does it mean, Voloi Ava? Shetikava Halacha Lishma. He didn't want. That the halacha should be based on their name. So what did he do? So instead, he made it a mesechta and he made it halacha ladoiris. The nekuda over here was not. I'm going to punish you. I'm not going to say it in your name. The nekuda was. I'm going to make it halacha ladoiris because if I say it over in your name, it's not going to be halacha ladoiris. The nekuda is halacha ladoiris. That's an oynish that I'm making it halacha ladoiris. The teretz is hein hein advar. This is the oymik. This is what's going on. It comes to light. The point was, I'm not going to say it over in your name. Not as a punishment, fakert, as a reward. And that's part of the reward. Instead, it's going to be Allah Ladaris, and if it's Allah Ladaris like this, it's going to end up being better for you. Demis is, I think you have to be Moisef Wanakuda, because at the end of the day, it's very nice. So now they're the ones that delivered the Allah, and right now there's going to be the fact that this Mesechta and this Allah Ladaris is only here in their schos. But Lamaisa, they're losing out on Sifsois of David Weiss Bekever. So if they're losing out on Sifsois of David Weiss Bekever, so Lamaisa, what's with that Nakuda? How are they going to end up getting that, right? What happened to Sifsois of David Weiss Bekever? Meaning, if you're not saying it over in their name, you don't have the Sifsois of David Weiss Bekever. It's Gavaldi that anytime anyone learns Parakakoinis, you're saying over Halacha that they brought into the world. But Sifsois of David Weiss Bekever means what? Right, it's when you say over Torah from someone, that's when you have this if so But I think the Tzushtal is the Panam Iris in his Akdamat, his classic work, Meir Eisenstadt, the Rebbe of Yonis and Ibishitz. So in his very, very lengthy discussion, so he writes that he had this little internal crisis. He wasn't sure if he should sign his name to his Sefer or not sign his name to a Sefer. So I'm all. Gracie Yidin had these Nisyonis, and they used to write Svarim. They weren't sure if they should write their name, they shouldn't write their name. And this was always a, a very big tumult. There's some famous Svarim that were written, Lechatchila, Be'ilum Shmam. One of the more famous ones 
more recently is the Chazanish. The Chazanish used to put out Chiburim and he would write at the end of his Sefer or the front of the Sefer, Aleph Yud Shin, which of course was Rosh Tevis for Abram Yishaya. The story goes that Reb Chaim once got a hold of one of his farm and he was looking through it and he didn't know who wrote it. So he said, Zog de Mechabed, Afsach Neshemen. You know, he has nothing to be embarrassed of. He said he could sign his name on it. It's ganz good. But the bottom line is, this was a minute once upon a time. So the Panam Iris in his Akdama seems like a little bit unsure what he should do. So he's talking about the Milos and the Chesreinus. So he said, one of the Milos of writing your name is you'll be Zaychat, this is Saisa, Vice Pekever, right? We're speaking out now from the Panam Iris because the Panam Iris signed his name. Otherwise, we wouldn't be known, right? So there's a Milo, there's an element of Saisa, Daivais Pekever. A Bazok there, that the Emes is Nistapakti. I always had a suffix. I always had a hakira. In order to have do you actually have to say over the name of the mechaber that you're quoting? Or as long as you say over his Torah, maybe that in and of itself is going to be enough. And he has this whole hakira, and he goes like this, like, a hakira, how you do it in the sugi of Do you have to mention the person by name? Or you say over the halach, and Ebishter knows who it is. He knows his lips, wherever they are, know to move. And like this, they'll be zeicha to this Indian of He comes out, does the pan that you do not have to mention the name. And as long as you say over Torah from someone, that in and of itself is enough to be the Chidon, the brings the part of Iris and he says that's why the Rambam and that's why the Mechab and the Ramah, they weren't marked, but to always be we have all this not Mishnah. So why is Rameh losing all this credit that he could have had as the Chastam Mishnah? The Teretz is because if Sois Doivah is Bekeva, you're going to get regardless. Either way, you're going to get if Sois Doivah is Bekeva. So one of the kashas that he asks when he goes through this pilpul, it's from a Gemara. A Gemara that we've mentioned so many times. It's in the running for maybe the most often quoted Gemara. Not Mamish, but it's definitely something we've quoted a lot. Yuvam is Sadiq Vav on the base. The Gemara says that Rabbi Lazar heard a halacha from Rabbi Yochanan and he walked into base Madrash. And he didn't say it over in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan heard that Rabbi Loza is saying over his Torah, and he's not giving him the credit for it. And when he heard that, he was a shtickle disappointed. Ikbid. He got upset. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Tamid, Rabbi Yochanan, they tried being Menachemim. It didn't work. Finally, Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi came. And he told Rabbi Yechonah, you know, the Pasuk says that Yeshua ben Nun said, and he said over all the Torah of Moshe Rabbein. So I want to ask you a question. Do you think you think every single time Yeshua ben Nun said something, he said, of course not. He said and he darshaned. And everyone knew and everyone understood that this is the Torah of Moshe Rabbein. So he said, he's doing the same thing. Everybody knows that this is really all your time. Rabbi Yechonon heard that. He had a tremendous nechama. You should learn how to be Mephias, uh, Rosh Hashiva. You should know how to tell me what it is that Ben Idi told me. And then the Gemara continues. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechonon, my time a cup at Kulehai. Why do you care so much? Why do Rabbi Yechonon care so much? So Rabbi saying over there, not in his name. He cared so much. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechonon, my agura ba'ahol cha'ilamen. Could a person live in two worlds? So with Rabbi Yochanan learned this Kippedah, he learned it from David Amalek. Said the Panameiris, how does this Gemara Shtim 
with my understanding of I just said Sefsoyse doesn't require you to be just say over the halacha and everyone knows who halacha it is and his lips and his, his respective caver will be moving you don't have to so why do Rabbi Yechon have this kveda? this gemar is klar checkmate not like my tzad said the Panameir is half of a fellow he said we know the halacha is always like Rabbi Yechonah Rav Rabbi Yochanan, Halachic Rabbi Yochanan, Shmuv Rabbi Yochanan, Halachic Rabbi Yochanan, Reish Lakish Rabbi Yochanan, Halachic Rabbi Yochanan. There's an exception or two here and there. But almost every single time in Klali Absak, it's the great Rabbi Yochanan. We always pass him like Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yochanan said, I know, Be'etzim, you don't have to give me the credit for the Halacha, because if the Halacha said over and it's my Chiddush, I'll be Zoichat as if Soyse of David Vaispekever. But if you say it over in my name, then it's going to become Halacha Kavua Ledoiris. And if that that's the case, I'm going to get more from it because people will say, oh, this is Shittas Rabbi Yechonah. If it's Shittas Rabbi Yechonah, that means in Halacha, this is the way it is. So Rabbi Yechonah's paid, it was not because the etzim of Soysav fathers that you say it over B'Shmoy. Say the Halacha and that's enough. But being that it was Rabbi Yechonah, so therefore it's Rabbi Yechonah felt that if you say it over in my name, it'll become Halacha L'Dairis. And if it becomes Halacha L'Dairis, that's already going to be not shaykh. Said upon him, who did Rabbi Yechonah learn it from? Zakti Yomara. He learned it from David HaMelech. Why David HaMelech? Because David HaMelech also, because I'll say Hashem Imai. Melamech shalacha kemoisai v'chalmakai. And being that it was halacha kemoisai v'chalmakai, so David HaMelech also knew that the halacha is like him. The David Shomra nafshi kichasid on it. Yadai melechleches bedam shvir v'shir v'tayu shilabai, like we spoke about recently. So David HaMelech knew that if you say it over in my name, it's going to be Allah Ludoiris. And if it's going to be Allah Ludoiris, so then already it's going to be different. So the essence of Saisa doesn't require to say it over in his name. But Klapi Rabbi Yochanan and Klapi Dovina Melech, but here it's going to be different. But the bottom line is, Shteta Mayur de Gazach. Shteta, the Iker is not that you say it over in the name of the Baal Shemua. The Iker is that you say it over, and the best of my is that it sticks. And that it holds. So that as people are going to know that this is the way it is, it will become Allah Chaladayrus. That will be the Slavsois Toivas Bekever. It's Heinein Advar, what Rabbi Margolis is saying, Pshad in this Gemara. That because they were Moise Nefesh, therefore David Amalek wanted to give them the Schar. So you know what the Schar was? He gave them the ultimate Schar. The Schar is that we're going to say over this Allah and not in your name. If we're going to say it over, not in your name. Like the Lashon of the Medrash. The Lashon is, Asa Mesechta Ukva Halach Chaladayrus. That's the punchline. That's the few words that we don't have in our Gemara, but Avada meant to be in our Gemara. That's the Oymik of Ayasech Mayim Lefnei Hashem, that he made it into a Mesech Mamish. If that's the case, you'll have this Asoyvus Toivus Bekever, because that you have regardless, and you're going to have it like Rabbi Yochanan wanted it, and like Dovin HaMelech wanted it. This is going to be the ultimate, the Spitz Asoyvus Toivus Bekever. It wasn't an Oymish for being Moise Nefesh Vatayra. It was a Schar for being Moise Nefesh Vatayra. The second hour of Hashem will say for tomorrow.